Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. DC Universe. Welcome to another episode of Strand of Gotham. This is episode 129. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on our network by heading on over to BOF and clicking the uh, podcast drop down because uh, there's a bunch of other shows out there you guys should be paying attention to as well. Uh, I'm your uh, co-host with the other side of the Hudson River, senior contributor Batman on Film. I'm Peter Arvera. Today we're recording on September 23rd, 2023. Yeah, well, that's a lot of twos. And always we have a great show for you today. But before I get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind all you, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air. Uh, you won the Strata Gotham monthly uh, prize pack, so uh, get over to uh, iTunes and start reviewing. And now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the pride of Hofstra, the champion of Long Island. Ladies and gentlemen, he has come back from conquering Texas. Eric Holt. <laughs> Hello, yes. Thank you, Pete. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, last week was the trip to Texas. So you invaded? You, did back. you invade and conquer? Of course. Of course. Of course I did. What do I, I mean, come on. No, I had a really good time. Uh, it was the Jets disappointed, but mm-hmm. the game itself, uh, notwithstanding, the arena was, the stadium, sorry, is fantastic. Uh, it's huge, literally. Like, I couldn't believe how big it was. Um, the grounds around it, beautiful. We had, there was a group, there's a Jets team, a, a Jets-like fan group down there that put together a tailgate. So we had, gotten involved with that beforehand um so i mean that's the video guys if you guys are part of the facebook group i posted i took video while i was there mm-hmm. that's the video i was showing you guys from the uh from the tailgate it's interesting so, we've actually we actually got some mail believe it or not we got from, mail since since eric's trip uh, from <laughs> great i so, can't wait <laughs> um let me just get this open here let me just read this um alex from tomball hey guys love the show Last weekend, I was at the Jets-Cowboys game. My family has season tickets. My mom never met up with us for the post-game tailgate. <laughs> Does Eric have any idea where she is? Josh from Waco. Last weekend, my Aunt Trudy heard Eric was going to be in town. She was going to search the AT&T Stadium parking lot for the champ. She never came home. Hasn't been at work for a week. Is she with Eric? I'm uh, sorry. I don't Mitch have- from DeSoto. I want to thank Eric for having an affair with my wife for 14 years. Now I have means for divorce. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, I love the podcast. There's a lot. There's there's a few more if you want to keep going. We can, people. Can that guy can. win? Can that guy win the rate and review for us? <laughs> it seems that you did him a solid favor and hey, literally threw him a bone. I don't have to do. <laughs> You know, sometimes. I, so, but the other two, no. I, I mean, it would have been nice to have seen them, but no, no. I could only go do so much in the short amount of time I was there. Yeah, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> apparently, you did enough. It was fun, man. I had a good time. Uh, got to do some other things I'd never did before. Like I went into downtown Dallas and I did the JFK tour, assassination tour, which was interesting. I did that my uh, I did that my first trip down there in seventeen. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was kind of eerie being on uh, like uh, Del- Delaney Plaza and all that jazz. It was yep. you because know, you've you know seen it in textbooks how many times. Yeah, actually be there. It hadn't really changed much. You know, they kind of preserved it. Well, no, I didn't know that that was there built like in the thirties or something like that. I learned no. that I learned on this trip that that Dealey Plaza was built way before that. And I mean, it yeah. sucks that it became famous because of the kennedy assassination but yeah i mean it's beautiful it's a beautiful little place um that plaza outside of the tragic event that happened uh very very nice Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it was cool going retracing the steps and then my tour took us to the oswald rooming house where where oswald was staying in texas in dallas so okay i didn't go there yeah it was on the other side of town okay Um, that's cool 
so the Texas theater, I got to see the Texas theater as well. That's still there. They still show movies. Did you go inside the depository? No, it was closed. It's closed. That museum is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. And that's when I did the tour was on Monday. Oh, that's a bummer because you could actually look out the, you could see like they have like, I think they have like a mannequin or they have like a prop set up, something like that. And you could see the window that he shot the rifle from. Like well, they we have could it see- cut off. Yeah, we could see that, like, you could see it from the street, the window, because they have it there with, so they have it But you could be off. in the building, it's cool, they have a, they have, like, many movies and displays and all these things, they did a good job of, uh, like, making it, like, historically cool, you know? That Well, next time, I'm sure, it's weird, I've been to Dallas more times than I ever thought I would, <laughs> so maybe next time I get there, that's I will That's the power go. of Batman on film, man. Seriously, that's man, that's what it's, it was. It's, Dallas has become the center, almost, of our world. So yeah, I never thought <laughs> I would have been... all move out there. It's cheaper to live. You, you imagine the house we could buy with our, with our tri-state money in Texas. That'd be fun. That'd Probably, be fun. man. Yeah. Have some nice houses. It's it's a lot more affordable. Yeah, I definitely, um, like I said, I never you, thought Could you I'd handle be being around that many cowboy fans? I don't, like, I'm trying to think. Like It would be easy for me. Dude, they're all Cowboys fans are all over the place anyway. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it wouldn't be like if I moved to like I don't know Maine, where I figure is you know Boston country. Yeah, right, New England. Mm-mm. I figure I can do that. Yeah, there's so many Cowboys fans. They're a national team, so they're all over the place. There's so many. I can't believe how many are here in New York. It always mm-hmm. pisses me off when when our teams play them and they people sell their tickets. To I mean, them. my generation is tons of them. I mean, the Aikman years. Yeah. It was really popular. So, like, oh, dude, I, I there were a lot of kids who had the cowboy starter jacket growing up, right? Oh yeah. Polo, was that is that a little too old for you? Young for you? You remember? The, no, no, no. I mean, the, I was the pullover starters. Like for us, the Hornets were very popular. I was in high school. Age group. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that's when the Cowboys. Yeah, you were guys were still them. you guys were still wearing that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that? It was the George Georgetown Hoyas was a big one. Uh big starter jacket i have the old cream colored tampa bay bucks that was a big one mm-hmm. the, the that orange one the ducks anaheim that was a big one too yeah the purple yeah so yeah i mean and the hornets yeah that's the other one that probably was the next big one that was when like all the i guess the off colors that we consider off colors were starting to become popular so like the, the carolina blue and then the cream color orange and um, the creamsicle colored orange that all that stuff was getting popular at that point. And then Georgetown was popular because of Allen Iverson. Like there was a lot of, um, a lot is of it, things. I don't remember Georgetown. I don't remember Iverson being that popular when I was, until he was on the Sixers. Oh no. He was popular in college. Maybe because, I was just too young. I mean, I'm sure I was still young though. Yeah, you were, mm-hmm. you were, you were still a young guy, but, uh, no, they, yeah, those jackets were man, bringing back some memories. I probably still have my jets one somewhere. I probably still have it. Mm-hmm. I'd have to find it, but yeah. So yeah, I had a really good time in, in Dallas. So thank you everyone out there for always for the hospitality. Uh, what was your favorite fun. thing to eat? Like stadium wise, did you have some good stadium food? No, because I ate at the tailgate. Oh, so I didn't eat though. inside, um, inside the, the stadium. Um, I did go to the biscuit bar, which I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. been there. For, we went there for breakfast. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then I went to this diner, this Southern style diner on Monday. I actually posted the Bloody Mary I had on my Facebook account. So, oh, anyone... that's where that was from. Okay. Yeah, that's where that was from. Um, yeah, it's like a meal in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice little, um, little appetizers on top of it. A good Bloody Mary goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a fun trip. It was a good trip. Uh, you know, I went with a couple of buddies, and then Monday I had on my own. I was by myself. So pretty cool. And you like wandering the streets of Dallas. You're known for that. Like when we went down for the Batman, Eric would just walk around from the hotel aimlessly like he was in Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, well, before I met up with you guys, because there's only like two buildings. It's like the yeah. hotel and then the buildings across the highway. Like it's not like crossing seventh. Yeah, we were in Plano uh, and. I wanted to before I met up with these guys, I wanted to go get something to eat. So I knew that the shops were down there and I was like, is it really that far? So being a New Yorker, I'm like, let me see if I can walk it. So I did. I walked over to the there you go. To the shops that were there and had um had dinner that night before I met up with you guys. So, yeah. But I yeah, I can't believe how many times I've been there. Like, it's crazy how many times I've been to Dallas uh, for uh, numerous reasons. But 
Uh, I've been there twice, so I imagine I would go. I imagine I would, I'm going to go again at some point. That's why I was just talking to I was just talking to Nico. Like my next like travel destination would probably be like either Chicago or L.A. because I can knock out two baseball stadiums in one trip. Yeah, I want to the Chicago one. I want to do so. Mm-hmm. If you're you're looking for someone to go with or to add on, okay. if you didn't mind, I'll definitely do that. Because I also know Angels tickets are dirt cheap, so we save a lot of money on that. Justin was telling me Angels tickets they just like hand away and give away for free. Well, LA should be fun too, though, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Dodger Stadium, LA, and then yeah. you, go to, you could go to fake LA for the Angels. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Be I'm like, well, you know, right. I would care less if Shohei's there or not. I know. <laughs> I just want to see the ballpark. I agree. It'd be a cool place to, you know, it's, it's like one of those it's, places. It's uh, It took a lot of inspiration from Yankee Stadium, Angel Stadium, actually, so. when they built it. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, so we'll look right. into that. SRG on the road. Yes. I'll take another video. I wasn't, by the way, I was not drunk when I took that video. Not yet, anyway, when I took the video. I, I didn't assume you were. <laughs> Just wanted to let everyone know. Um, I mean, yeah. Does it matter? I mean, you, you're not saying much. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying much. So. so, but someone who did say a lot uh, recently in a Variety article was David S. Goyer. Uh, he was talking on, he was on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. And he talked about, which was something we all already knew, um, when they decided to do Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, they did. They wanted to do it, of course, to compete with the MCU. So he said, and I quote, I know the pressure we were getting from Warner Brothers, which was, we need our MCU, we need our MCU. And it was like, let's not run before we can walk. The Ooh. other thing that was difficult at the time was there was this revolving door of executives at Warner Brothers and DC. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing new. Every 18 months, someone new would come in. We were just getting whiplash. Every new person was like, we're going to go bigger. Uh, he goes on to say that um, the person running uh, Warner Brothers had pitched 20 movies over the next, obviously the 20 movies over the next 10 years. They released the slate. Um, but none of them have, He's definitely talking about Sujahara. Though. And none of them had been written. Not one of them had been written. So that was a crazy thing. Uh, he goes on to talk about Nolan's involvement um, with, with Man of Steel. And this is where Eric gets angry. I don't get once angry. He, once he hears that N word, I always knew that. That was fine. <laughs> a lot he, of this stuff we already knew, though. Like, it's yeah, not new, right. On Newsday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was talking. He said that Goyer and Nolan were the ones that came up with the concept for the Man of Steel, um, mm-hmm. which I knew Nolan did. I didn't know. I knew he obviously wrote uh, the Dark Knight. I, I didn't know it was because they had writer's block during Rises that they came up. Like, I knew yeah. that he came up with it during Sides. I didn't know it was like he was having, you know, trouble writing uh, the finale of Rises. So he needed, they took a break, which I thought was cool. Like, I was like, oh, that's, that's I, I, I wish more DC movies happened that way. <laughs> yeah. It almost, it almost feels organic. Um, I know. For it to happen that way. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was cool. I thought that also, I had no idea Ridley Scott had a brother until this article. You didn't know Tony Scott was his brother? No, I had no idea. I really didn't have any idea. He directed Top Gun. I, yeah, first... but like, I, I just, I guess I never realized it or put two and two together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, that would have been really interesting. Because yeah. he's directed some great movies in his own right. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. He also talks about the David Fincher um, Blade project. Uh, he said that he developed a draft um, of Blade with David Fincher um, right been... before he'd even done Seven. So before he'd even done the movie that everyone got to really love him for um he did alien 3 which obviously wasn't that well received but um yeah he said that he laid out 40 to 50 books of photography and said this is the movie (laughs) it's also sad to hear him him and wesley's relationship just seems to be just deteriorated into nothing you know yeah he didn't say much but what he did he didn't let you believe you know he didn't let you to believe that it it could be repaired so um, which is sad because they did some good things together. Um, you know, yeah, the first two well, movies are really good. The third one he directed though, which is the one that's not received well. Um, I, one of the favorite, one of my favorite so. parts, actually, from the podcast because I, I listened to the podcast and I thought it was really great because Goyer covers a lot of stuff. Is how the studio was really like, 
I th- I think Nolan saw the writing on the wall and was like, I think he knew at some point the studio will run my product into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just feel like he kind of like he saw what they, not that Joel like did that himself, but he saw like Tim Burton started and Joel finished it and the studio kind of ruined it, right? Like I feel like Nolan was like, I don't really want that to happen. So while they're nudging him, like, hey Riddler part three, Riddler, and he's like, Nah, right. we don't do that first of all, and we're kind of figure it out. You know, like the studio. You could tell the studio was definitely like, oh, come on, can we get like a more classic? I think they could do one more of a classic comic book movie, you know, going into the third one. And Nolan wanted to f- kind of wrap it up. Right. To ruin it. Right. I think, and I also think the studio probably wanted to get all of the the core four villains in. Right. Which is why right. they want Riddler and DiCaprio yep. at the time. And uh, this is nothing. I, it's like, this is funny. Like if you've been reading or listening to Batman on film for like the last 10 years, you're like, oh yeah, this is, I heard this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of it. Of, yeah. A lot of this is like BOF rehearsing almost because like this is where you heard it. Yeah, a lot, it was kind of reaffirming information that we already knew. Yeah, you know, like uh, oh, I've heard this but, from the old gunslinger himself. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's more, cool. Yeah, more directors were talking. So the directors of Batgirl, uh, um. Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah recently spoke to Insider um, and they talked about The Flash specifically. And they said that they watched it and I'll quote, this was their quote. We watched it and we were sad. The Flash, talking about The Flash. We love director Andy Muschietti and his sister Barbara who produced the movie, but when we watched it, we felt we could have been part of the whole thing. We didn't get the chance to show Batgirl to the world and let the audience judge for themselves because the audience really is our ultimate boss and should be the deciders of something is good or not or if something should be seen or not. Our movie was very different from The Flash. That has a big fantasy component. Ours was more grounded, more like Tim Burton's Gotham City. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I get what they're saying. I think it's they see because essentially their movie is a sequel to The Flash. You know, right. like it's the it's the new timeline. Uh, Keaton is the Batman, and you know there's the heir apparent and Barbara Gordon. Um, yeah, it's a bummer because it's like it's probably like the last real gut punch they'll they'll see that will remind them like out in the open, I guess. I'm sure they'll have like their memories of background general, but like, you know, the flash was publicized for like home video and all this other jazz and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure it's the last bit of that. So, you know, it, they will be as reminded as often. But uh, right. I'm sure it was it, it, it's a little fresh because like, oh, yeah, we yeah, we did. We it came out. They bought it. They watched it or whatever. Right. And. You know, and they were like, "Ah, this is where we would have gone." But yeah, know. yeah. They but they did say again, hurt. yeah, they did say again that they would do it if they got another chance. They would do it. They would come back and play in that sandbox. So who knows? Maybe they're maybe they get another shot uh, to tell their story. It obviously, won't be Batgirl, but they might get a shot to get tell another story. Would you be down for a Batgirl like releasing? Would you? Uh, did you want to see it? Would you want to see it complete? Like, or do you want to see it as it is? Well, I mean, I want to. I I definitely want to see it. I mean, we've heard so much about. Uh, we've seen. We heard so much about the plot of it. I th- there's parts of the film that we got to see, uh, so I definitely would want to see it. Uh, but yeah, I would rather it be finished. You know, you don't want to. You know, if there's like wires <laughs> in the shots or things like that from production cuts that they couldn't get out or didn't have the time to fix, I definitely would want that stuff to be taken out and. Um, you know, it to be a cleaner copy, a cleaner cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I feel bad as someone, I mean, we've all created something or done something in life where people have been like, nah, you know, we don't want it or we don't want to to show it. So it's kind of, I feel bad for them. I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. We had no idea what was coming when that first got announced. I know. We were so shocked by it all that we had no idea. It was just the first domino and a whole bunch of yet pieces of all well originally remember the first time we heard about it was whedon was gonna do a batgirl when he actually was doing <laughs> justice league yeah that was the first that was the original cover-up remember so that's crazy how we finally did actually get a batgirl film that was not released anyway <laughs> kind of a nutsy thing mm. uh one thing that was released many years ago and i know you love the movie i'm i'm eh. I tend to lean on the side of not loving it, but it's got parts of it that I love. And I'm talking about Batman Returns, but we knew this, but Michelle Pfeiffer 
almost lost the role of Catwoman because of her her previous dating history with Michael Keaton. I just thought it was funny to pop up again like 30 years later. <laughs> I, I know, like, right? Is this, the thing? this is how this is how like slow it's been for like news that this right. is news again after 30 years. Yeah. But well, they were talking about it until now. Yeah. They were talking to Robert Wall, who, of course, plays Alexander Knox in the film. Um, he told The Hollywood Reporter that Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer had previously dated and broken up. At the time, Michael told me he was trying to get back with his ex-wife. Keaton was firmly and under underlined firmly against the casting of Pfeiffer. So he didn't want her to be in it. He had to fight with Peters about it, too, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny. I was like, man, they are pulling at straws. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool that she said that she loved working with him. It was a great experience. Uh, I love Batman Returns. Like, the chemistry is off the charts. Well, yeah, like, you can tell in the movie between them that they had had previous chemistry. It's very evident Uh, because, to me, that's the best part of the film. Their relationship is the the part of the – and Max Shrek. He's just fantastic. But (laughs) to me, their relationship is the best part of that movie. So, yeah. I mean, Danny DeVito is the best part of that movie. He's still the Danny DeVito is still the greatest comic book villain. His Penguin is still the greatest comic book villain of all time. Like Thanos, of all time, of all time, yeah, dude. Thanos has got nothing on DeVito. DeVito's just a <laughs> weird child kidnapping fiend. <laughs> Better than Ledger? Yeah, dude. Ledger's like he's too. He's not DeVito. He's not DeVito enough. He doesn't need any like. Dude, I don't even think Heath really eats that shrimp in the in the scene where he invades the cock. Like, Devito is like eating a whole fish. <laughs> Come on, man. That, so that's that's your that's your bar. That is that's my defense. <laughs> that's your defense. If Devito ate a whole fish. Like, I don't think Heath even like. Remember with the champagne, he 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 flung it out before it could get to his mouth. So like, come on, Devito, he ate a whole fish. <laughs> a whole fish. That's interesting. That That's it. That's my defense. I, That's my defense. I um, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I you don't I, have to. You don't have to. I mean, for what they asked for from him, I thought he did a good job. I just didn't love the portrayal, but um, it's a bit, you know, yeah, it's deeper it's, than what you're used to. It's fine. Wait, yeah. than what I'm used to? What? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. You no, know? it makes <laughs> you think. Like, you, the, you know, wait, hold on a minute hold on a minute yeah, of the yeah. two of us i'm the one who goes to like the artsy films who'll go see those kinds of movies <laughs> you don't yeah, but you go, but you, go there, you don't understand them you just go there so you're seen and then people are like oh look eric artsy eric is artsy not only did he break up that nice little couple that sat here across from us last weekend he's also very artsy okay i didn't so, know i did that but okay yeah. That's fine. Oh, I've got more emails. Oh, <laughs> you have more emails? I'm sure you do. You. I'm sure you do. The question but is, when is Sally Chesterberger going to leave you a voicemail? We're not going to do that right now. We're not going there. So, <laughs> um, Let's stick in the Tim Burton mind space right now because he had recently been talking about all these stories uh, have been connected. <laughs> yeah, they actually all have been. So he he gave his opinion on um, the Flash again. It's more of the Flash stuff, and he specifically talked about Nicolas Cage's uh, appearance in the film. Um, so he talks about he was talking with the British in a conversation with the British Film Institute. He talks about the death. Um, he talks about Superman lives, and he says, "No, I don't have regrets. I will say this: when you work that long on a project and it doesn't happen, it affects you for the rest of your life because you get passionate about things, and each thing is an unknown journey, and it wasn't there yet, but it's one of those experiences that never leaves you." So, that was his quote specifically on the movie itself. But he said he was very much against um, having Cage appear in the Flash. Um, he says he's in quiet revolt. <laughs> that was a funny quote. Um, but Burton's an interesting guy. Like he's a very interesting guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, he also talked about AI and CGI specifically. He said 
it also goes into another AI thing, and this is why I think I'm over it with the studio. They can take what you did, Batman or whatever, and culturally misappropriate it or whatever you want to call it. Even though you're a slave of Disney or Warner Brothers, they can do whatever they want. So in my latter years of life, I'm in quiet revolt against all this. I mean, that's just, that's a lot to say about nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I liked having Keaton come back in the Flash, and I thought it was cool to have you know, Tim Burton's Nick Cage Superman have a cameo finally, for you know, fighting a giant spider. Like, it, it all hit with me. I'm sorry that if it didn't for other people, but uh, I appreciated it. Uh, I'm sorry Tim doesn't feel that way, but he can feel however he wants. So just He always has weird takes, you know. At one point, I think I'm, I watched the John Schnepp's Death of Superman Lives What Happened documentary, and it was just kind of funny because like, at one point it was like, Joel Schumacher ruined my Batman franchise and he ruined my Superman franchise at the same time. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, I don't remember if it was him or somebody else saying it, but it's like, it's, I don't know, it's a quote that flips around and pops in my head and, you know, makes me think of that. But I don't know. I, I, again, bummed out he didn't like it, but overall, like, I enjoyed it really. I mean, I would think, and this is just me, but I would think if. I had a concept of something that was out there and it never got to see the light of day. But then someone in the future said, you know what? I want to pay homage to the fact that they actually even went this far with it. I would think that that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, that's like, how I, I would look at it. Be like, thank it, you. It's kind of like a, yeah. I think you're on the right track there. I mean, yeah. It's, it's sad. He didn't see that. It's, it's not really like, like, I don't know if these guys think that like there's other people like stole their ideas or something, but it's like, no, it's kind of like honoring you because you never really got to see it finish. Like, all we got to see is Nick Gage try on a suit. Like, we got to kind of see him like, okay. And he kind of looked like a bendy figure, which I thought that was fine for what the yeah. movie, like, know, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it was just, it's an interesting, it's always interesting how, like you said, how creatives think about their projects. Because some of them were probably thinking, yeah, it's a very reverent thing. Like, thank you very much. But Burton's just a weird guy. Like he's just a weird guy. Obviously, if you've seen, if you've ever watched his movies, you know he's weird. He's got some pretty weird ones out there. Good, I like them. Most of them I do do enjoy. Uh, and because he's, I think he's just kind of upset though, because he hasn't had a win lately. Oh, uh, uh, really? His, re- I mean, Wednesday, I guess Wednesday has was a win. Yeah, but film wise, cool. I can't think of a of a film that he did in a long time that. Mm was received well so yeah i don't know i don't know i'm with you on that yeah all right you should get him to direct one of your biographical mini novels mini yeah. novels yeah one of your one of your you know one of those your journals that you write have him reinterpret that in a live action i don't write journals but okay yeah, well you're right well your memoirs whatever you want to call it, whatever masculine term you want no. to use so you don't sound like you're writing in a diary of like a 15 year old girl no Who's don't fine? do those either Mm-mm. war journals that's whatever he wants to call them mm-hmm. you know? yeah, no not none of no. those either Hol- holsey notes <laughs> nope none of those nothing nothing the scriptures <laughs> the, the scripture all right. Scripture of Holzman. I don't want to get in trouble with any religious type, so let's please not go down that road. <laughs> no. That's it. Don't. Let's not say scripture, please. Let's not go there. <laughs> the I don't need the word. Christian right coming after me. <laughs> oh, God. Where's this Holzman? <laughs> Where's this champion of Long Island? Right? Yeah, I don't need all that. I heard he had some scripture I'd read. Yes. Trust me, it's 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 scary. <laughs> Did he write these with his feet? I can't read this. Oh do you have man. neat handwriting? Do you have neat handwriting? I don't. No. No? I do not. Chicken scotch? So you do, you write with your feet. All right. I don't it looks like I do, but I don't. I wish I could. I think that'd be cool. But anyway. Let's stick with Batman because hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. There's been a lot of Batman talk, so we'll stick with Batman, and we'll bring it. We'll bring it full circle without going to the Batman, right? 2022, the Batman. Yes, we were down. That's another time we were down. We were down in in Texas, uh, obviously right. for the watch party. Yeah. Um, recently, Matt Reeves spoke to the Guardian about the scene. The scene in Arkham shot between uh, Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano, Batman and the Riddler. Um, 
And this is what he had to say. So he says it took two. They took two days on the final scene between Paul Dano and Robert Pattinson as Batman. And we must have done easily 70 or 80 takes. Paul loves doing a lot of takes. And so do I. And he says that the reason it took so much is Paul loves exploring. He's obsessive that way. There are all these moments as the Riddler where he'd be tickled by something and then fly into a rage. And you never know from take to take where that switch would come. I'd be sitting there with the headphones on trying to stifle my laughter because he'd always do something surprising. Paul would ask me, was that crazy? Was that too much? And I'd say, no, it's fantastic. Let's do another. Yes, sir. May I have another? Uh, I think that's great. It just shows that they're on the same page, that they're willing to do whatever's necessary to get that perfect scene done. Like they're just dedicated to their craft. You know, you got two guys who are probably overly uh, obsessed with their craft, right? They're, that they have to get it. It's got to be perfect. So, I mean, we, ben- we benefit from that. So, thank you. <laughs> eighty. I mean, seventy or eighty takes. That's a lot of takes. <laughs> and it. it, it is it the one where he's singing too? Because I imagine it's not, if it's that, I'm curious which exact scene it was. Um, yeah, it's the one at the end where they're in Arkham and he he goes to see him after the murdering. So he's arrested after he gets arrested. Oh yeah, yeah. so like that, that's like you know, yeah. Dano, Dano, Dano does his thing. You know, he's out there. Oh, he he was great in that scene. Yes, you know? like he was fantastic. But I wonder oh, now. <laughs> I do wonder though if what we saw was cuts of different ones put together or if that's possible you know like this it's like oh you looked more deranged here than you did here yeah i'm down like that's the hey that's what they call movie magic right and that's what we love about movies is chances are we probably saw like three different takes in one scene you know it's possible or we could have just seen one amazing take i don't know i don't care because the movie was phenomenal dude the way i mean I still say this about the film. Robert Pattinson's eyes should have gotten nominated for an award. Yeah, that cow was great. <laughs> His eyes were so important in that movie. Uh, and, of course, the way they were shot is you give a big um, to the cameraman. Obviously, he gets a big part of that. But, man, he said so much without saying anything sometimes. And so it really was a well-done movie. Very, very yes, it was. Very good movie. It was, it, was, it, was, it was really nice to see you know, that be the, f- the final product of the Batman after kind of what seems like to be like online struggles, at least for the fandom the past couple of years. Yeah. I think we all pretty much united. It was like, yeah, this is really special. We all really enjoyed this. Yeah. I mean, people, obviously everyone has different levels of how much they enjoyed it, but for the most part, I think fandom really embraced it. Uh, you know, looking back. So I think that I, Hey, and the next one's coming. So that's what she said. It is coming. It's set to be released in 2025, guys. So, a little over a year. That's it. What can Holzman do in a little over a year? What can he conquer? Who well, can he steal? It's, it's not you about know, me. Like, it, it, come on, Eric. It's not about me. It's about Eric. You're the it's star. About, it's you're about the star. The public. The star. It's about the fans. You are the main character of mm-hmm. life. I heard right, you were so, singing at traffic lights the other day. I was. What were you I singing? Was. I heard you were singing at traffic lights the other day. What were you singing? I was singing a Quit Playing Games from the Backstreet Boys. Quit playing games with my... Come on, Eric. Come and on. There was a, there was a, I had the windows down because it was nice out. He's so embarrassed right now retelling this story. He literally turned... He's like Kool-Aid right now. And there was a family in the car next to me, and I'm not thinking anything of it, whatever. And literally, I stop and I look over, and they're like, "Oh, clapping <laughs> Man, it was embarrassing, but it Eric was cool. is available for bar mitzvahs, sweet sixteens, weddings. It was a cool story. It was a cool. It was cool. It was a cool time. A fun, fun little thing. Middle of the day. I still can't believe it. Yes, I have bread. I did turn red for that. I'm blushing a little bit. He, he is. Uh, he, Eric loves his singing. He's singing. <laughs> I, I remember one day he'll release the uh, audition tape of American Idol and, and Kiss from a Rose because we're all dying to see it. I didn't sing Kiss from a Rose. We all know you did, Eric. Don't I wish I that. did, but I didn't. He should have. He did. I he's didn't. Got, he's got it on tape. A young Holzman. A young blonde Holzman. It was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was. How many years ago was that? American, it's like 2003. Well, no. I think it was 2000. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it was around that time, 2003, 2004. Yeah, I think so. 
20 years. That's when I auditioned. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy Crazy. time. (laughs) Look out, Momoa, punk ass. (laughs) <laughs> 20 year old Holzman kicking you down so let's switch houses let's go mm. over to Marvel we're all waiting for Daredevil Born Again to come out at least I am I'm interested to see what that that show is going to be like it's a sequel is a reboot reboot sequel sequel well, that's, what, that's what we're or talking about. That, that's what we're going to get to that's what we're getting to so Stephen tonight Stephen DeKnight, who was the showrunner of the Netflix Daredevil, recently took to social media to criticize Disney for running a scam. It's an old Disney scam when where they slightly rename a series to reset contract terms back to first season. Um, needs to be addressed by all the guilds, unions, and crushed. So, shady, 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 Walter. Yes. So basically what he says is he's not going to get a penny from Daredevil Born Again because they added the Born Again and can claim it's a completely different show. You know what? The exact same two lead actors playing Daredevil and Fisk. So. I don't know, man, like <laughs> this is the way with this with the strike going on, which hello, um, breaking news. Apparently they're like at the finish line for a deal. So we're going to hear about this soon. Uh, don't know when, but I, I'm assuming it's going to be this week. Uh, we'll hear about a deal between everybody, and maybe we can get back to creating some stuff. But Denight also continued and went on to say he can't wait to see Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio reprise their roles. But to claim this is a complete reboot and you don't have to pay the original creatives is some corporate shenanigans, to say the least. Now, yeah, with the cut, with the climate, with the strikes going on, and I thought this was very cleverly <laughs> done by Stephen tonight. I'll just put it like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he put it out there at the right time because he knows tensions are high. And if he can get this addressed during the the um, negotiations, you know, it's something else that they can, that they'll win on. And if you get the public behind it, you know, it's a but, good thing. Hey. About- you're using his actors. You're basically using his suit, right? I mean, you're kind of relying on the storylines of the past. Like, I think he should get something. It's not as much of a reboot as we, they let us on to believe. No, it's not. You know, it's totally not. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, are... I don't remember where I stood on this issue back in the day. Like, to be brutally honest, I, I feel I have no idea what I was leaning on because I could have pro- probably been trolling Justin about the opposite just for fun. <laughs> I mean, just watching She-Hulk, um, right? Or watching um, Hawkeye when we saw the, the... No Way Home. Yeah, like we saw... We know it's the same character. Like, it's the same exact Matt Murdock. It's the same exact... And originally, those characters were in the MCU, right? They were always the red-headed stepchild. Yeah. Right? Remember, they never called them the Hulk, but they called them the Incident in Harlem, the green one. Right. So, like, they were always more connected to the MCU than the MCU was to them. Right. I don't know if this is an issue because they don't want, you know, Jessica Jones running around Disney just kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> or Luke Cage? Yeah, between the two, that's basically porn compared to Disney. <laughs> Man, that that. I, Jessica right? Jones, I mean, come on, Jessica Jones getting it. <laughs> it surprised me, man. That show surprised me. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. I really that did like that show. show. Season yeah. one was great. Purple Man, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was good. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I kind of I don't like when this happens. Uh, you know, just give him his credit. You could even put like based on characters created by him if you want. I don't know, but I don't like when this kind of stuff happens. So. We'll see how yeah, it- I mean, it, it just seems like it's a big trend in Hollywood where executives are being real sleazy and they're not really, you know, paying the people who came up with the ideas, you know, this right. guy should get something. Yeah. I mean, he cast the roles. He's I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens again. Like I just said, the the WGA and the studio CEOs are near a finish line, nearing the finish line on a deal. And they're working on the fine print, so maybe we have at least that the writer's strike. Maybe we have coming to an end. I don't know about the SAG after one. I don't know about that one, but we'll see what happens. So once again, I don't know if this was based on the strikes, but Loki is coming. By the way, 
inside the terminal at Kennedy Airport, they had on the wall while I was walking through the the um the hallway on the wall both sides they had this huge these huge TVs just showing continuously showing the trailer of the of the for Loki. That's what I'm getting to to Loki. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, they're really promoting this thing. Like even here in the airport, they mm. I don't know if they bought out the space or whatever, but it was pretty cool to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what they do because like this season of Loki just did not the first season just did not really strike with me. I thought it was kind of boring, so I'm interested to see what happens this season. I'm still going to pay attention to it, but okay. yes. So the it the change the premiere date by a day. It was originally supposed to premiere on October 6th, but the new premiere date is October 5th at 6 p.m. So all subsequent episodes will drop on Thursdays at 6 p.m. So a little bit of a shuffle, but it's still coming. It's just one day. They just moved it up up one day. So, yeah, I'm very interested uh, to see how this is. This one looks, I agree, the first season was a little hard to get into and slow. But from all the trailers, or from the trailer, it actually looks like this one's a little bit more action-packed. So... You might like this one a little more, Pete, if you're going to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I've watched. I don't expect you to be like, you know, Gotham Knights or Batwoman. You know, <laughs> I don't expect you to be like up there with those guys. But, um, I mean, I'll check it out. It's, you know, it's probably more along the lines of like an arrow than anything else if I had to pick. Which you is know? better than both Gotham Knights and Batwoman. <laughs> okay. Well, if you watched season three of Batwoman, you would have been blown away as I was. Ah, uh, yes. The infamous season three I keep hearing so much the about. Infamous season three of Batwoman. What's so good about it? Tell me. What is the... I've been telling you, it's way more faithful. You get you get classic villains. Poison Ivy is really good in this. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a wonderful love story. All intertwined in there. Okay. It's really right up your alley. I still don't think I'm going to see it, but okay. that's You're not going to watch it. I'm not. You're only good TV. You're going to watch, what is it, Candor? Andor? <laughs> no C. <laughs> you, and you're probably talking about Ahsoka, which is out right now, uh, which is fantastic. Oh, my God. I, I, yeah, a fantastic show, by the way. Um, slowly becoming my favorite Star Wars TV show, even bit more than The Mandalorian, even more than Andor. I'm really enjoying it. So, not that Pete cares, guys, but I'm just talking right now. Uh, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, let's staying within Loki, we'll keep going because we have a little bit more of the story. Now, we all know the stuff going on with Jonathan Majors is off the, off the screen problems that he's having. Um, he's got to appear in court, but apparently. Uh, his new Kang villain is a big part of season two. Um, so that's should I think go it's along. Really how big his character is? Like he's this is like his like fourth, <laughs> like and I feel like they've been pretty big appearances, right? Right. Like it's not like so this... he just pops in for a credit scene. He pops in everywhere now. <laughs> I know. He's, I mean, yeah, he's a huge part of, obviously, they're doing a Avengers on him. So, what they have going on, and that's why it's such a huge deal what happens with the actor. Because, I mean, as we know, these things yeah. are going to go on. So, if he doesn't, if they have to move on from him, they will. I mean, that's just what they're going to do. So, this time, he is appearing as Victor Timely. Uh, that version of Kang. So we will see. I don't want to get too much into it because I want people to watch the show and learn, but um, we will see what happens here. But this is the quote about him. Um, the showrunner said, Victor Timely is somebody that we are very, very excited about. When you look at Kang, he has a very funny comic backstory. He has all these iterations. Timely was the one that we've always wanted to do in Loki, and I think we're really excited about how that integrates into the season. It's a big part of the show. So. 
Maybe this will make it interesting. I don't know. Because he only popped up at the very end of Loki. Yeah, he was in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe he'll be a bigger... I mean, if he's going to be a bigger part, maybe he'll be throughout. But it'll be interesting to see. Because what was it? It was Ant-Man that ended with him and the, there was a bunch of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you still not seen it? What? Ant-Man? No, I saw him. I actually liked Ant-Man. Okay. I thought I thought what they did with Modoc, I thought like the CG I thought that's the way they stretched his face out looked a little funky and uh, so w- what they did. <laughs> but like that's like I was with everyone on that, but I I enjoyed the movie otherwise. Yeah. Mm, I did. I liked uh, the Paul Rudd daughter thing. Outside of Majors, I thought the movie was very very lacking. He was fantastic, but he was good. I mean, it was a lot more about him than anything else, but it was. It was pretty much his introductory <laughs> introduction into the MCU, and they just threw Ant Man in. But uh, around I was it. into it. I didn't think it was bad. I like the Ant Man movies. Yeah, I only like the first one a lot. The second one's okay. This last one, I could have done without. You're not going to win them all, so. Yeah, I agree. No, two two bad seasons of Batwoman, and then the third they struck gold. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say her last name, but Hildur Gudenadur, maybe. Um, she's recently spoke about her haunting in Venice score, and the influence of Sicario, and then Joker two. So uh, she explains why she's not really on the internet because she's nearing the completion of the of the Joker 2 score. So she gave a little bit of insight uh, mm-hmm. about it. I'll first talk about the, um, what's it called? What's the movie again? Haunting in Venice, sorry, which I haven't seen yet, but I, I plan on seeing soon. I, kind of, I like these movies with this guy with his funny mustache. Yeah, Prero. Yeah, I like those movies. I feel I like the first one. I don't think I saw the second one. This is like the third one, right? Yeah, it was um, Death in the Nile was the second one because uh, it had Gal Gadot one. in it, didn't it? Yes, and okay. and what's his face? Army Hammer. Johnny's the last movie he was in. Wasn't Johnny Depp in one of them too? He was in the first one. Yeah, yeah, I seen the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I dig it. It's cool. I like them. Like it's, it's like a cool idea. I like his funny mustache. Yes. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's based on. Can you books. do a mustache like that? I can't. You no. should do that. that, dude. If you could be him for Halloween, that'll be aces. I can't though. I can't. Sorry. You just. You know what? You just. You're. Not, you're not want to have fun today. <laughs> you just don't want to have fun today. It has nothing to do with having fun. I just. You know, Sidney Crosby over here. I can't do it. My my hair doesn't is not like it's just too straight, so I'd have to. It would take we'll me a really long it. time. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get a hairbrush and all this jazz, some gel, <laughs> beard bomb. We'll take uh, care of it. Yeah, but it's a good interview, guys. It's it's interview on THR. I th- what I thought was cool was she scored. She came up with a score for Joker, uh, before the movie. So like when Joaquin is dancing, he's actually dancing to her score. Like, I thought that was cool. They basically did all those scenes with him dancing and doing all those cool moves. Like, that's basically, like, when he's listening to her score. Like, she scored the movie well before she even knew that what, what the movie was going to look like, which that's I thought was awesome. interesting. Yeah. I was like, wow, you could tell me the lotto numbers because you predict the future. Right. <laughs> like, how do you know what this is going to suppose? I don't know how many other people do that. Like, I always feel like they see the movie and then they score it, you know? So, yeah, I thought I mean- it was cool that she did it first. Yeah, the score obviously is fantastic. Um, and she more- uses a cello. I thought that was interesting. Like I, I was like, oh wow, that's what that instrument is. Okay, cool. You didn't know what a cello was? No, I didn't know that was the instrument she was using. Oh. Like I'm, I'm not like a big music guy. Like I like music, but I can't, like I can't make music. So I, I don't know about instruments really. Okay. So when I found out that she's the one, she's playing the cello. I was like, oh okay, that's what that is. Like I wasn't sure what instrument it was at all. Yeah, I mean, hearing I. Hearing it, you know it's some kind of a string, right? So it's either a cello or a violin or so I I it was, it was a violin. 
Yeah, yeah, I knew it was something like that. But yeah, that was interesting to find out. You're right. So it's cool. So yeah. But definitely check out the interview, guys. She talk again, she talks about Sicario, she talks about um hunting in Venice, and then she, of course she mentions Joker too. Uh and again, she her thing is she says she doesn't she doesn't want to be influenced by anything and she doesn't want to talk about it with anybody, so that's why she's steering clear of social media. Uh which hey, that's probably I think we all should probably do that. <laughs> I think our lives would be better. Um mm. If we steered clear from social media from time to time, I uh, took a break. So, but I mean, obviously this movie is one of the movies I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I, I thought the first one was fantastic. It's, and this one's supposed to be a musical. I don't know what level of musical we're getting, but I don't know, but that's, that's part of the excitement. Like I'm yeah. so interested and curious about a movie, you know, a lot of these you walk in, you kind of know what to expect. Yes. I don't know what to expect here. I know it's true. It's very true. How crazy could be when we when people see your cameo? I don't have a cameo. Sorry, couldn't figure it out. Oh, they cut it. Couldn't get or... the timing down. Damn it! So, Eric. yeah, it I happens. Really I was really excited for that. It happens. Hey, it happens. Sometimes things don't work out in life. I read an article recently. Um, it was about the Jets, and it was should they trade for Kirk Cousins. No, first of all, you didn't read that article. You're completely making it up because there's not an article that exists. I sent it to you. I sent sent you. Maybe it was a meme or something, but I sent it to you somewhere. Remember? I did send it to you. Mm -mm. I was just wondering if if you thought that would be a good idea for the Jets. I don't think you should make stuff up like this. Well, they talked to what was his name, Chad Henney, and he said no, so. Well, he's retired. That's fine, but they could still trade for Ch- uh, Kirk Cousins. I whatever. Like I don't know. Like, I'm what good. do you think they should do? I'm good. He makes too much money, so I'm good. He does. What about? Is, are, you, is, are you like content with Wilson, dude? Once he once Rogers went down, uh, the season to me was I don't want to say over, but changed. So now it definitely just, changed, but you don't th- like you don't. Th- I'm just hoping they get into the playoffs. Oh man, like I'm so dying for like a big trade. Like this is like this. I feel like this would be so un- NFL like because like I feel like no one really gets traded in season. You know, like I, I just kind of. Well, we just had a trade. No, like I'm talking like a big one, like a kind of like you know, like you know, like there's no like. At the trade deadline, you know, like everyone's always like, "Oh, are the Angels going to move Otani, or, or or is Manny Machado on the trading block, oh. like something like that?" Like, I don't know. Is there? Like, is it possible? Well, last year Christian McCaffrey for... got traded, and he's arguably the best running back in football. That's a good call. Yeah, that's another. But, but, but like, it's very so, rare. It's a rare thing in the NFL. It's that's becoming. Yeah, it's becoming more and more. Um, it's happening like, more and more recent. The, like, I would recent love years. a Jets tra- uh, trade deadline thing, man. That'd be great. Well, that means they traded for Rogers, so I don't want to give up any more draft capital. And I'm, I mean, win now, Eric, win now. Jetline yeah, Stadium, miss me with that. I don't. No, I don't need that. No, no, and I, I well, don't understand why would unless Minnesota loses this week, I don't know why they would trade him. Like they have nobody behind him. So what? You're gonna waste Justin Jefferson's um, rookie contract? It makes no sense. I can't see them trading him at all. They have no answer outside of of cousins. Is there a backup so. quarterback that you would want on the Jets? Like, oh. where's the Steve Burlines of this era? Right? Like, the, <laughs> honestly, like, where are those guys? The Frank Reichs. Yeah, um, like, where are they? I don't know, the man. The Jeff Hostetlers. Like, where are these guys? It's such a the position is the starters get paid so much money that it's tough to have a quality backup and put, mm-hmm. pay them for that as well. Like, who uh, wasn't Sanchez's backup Mark Brunel at one point? I think so. Right? Like, where where are these aged quarterbacks? Like, like I'm not saying Tom Brady should ever be, like, a backup quarterback, but, like... I mean, I don't want Joe Flacco back. They could have him. I don't want him back. Right. Uh, I get, well, that's that's one that's failed and gone. So, I mean, I'm, who else is around? I mean, there's like, nobody, really. Like, where's like, Jay Cutler? Can he still play? Some people would probably say he couldn't play when he did play. Is Joe, um, what about Joey Harrington? Could you bring him <laughs> Okay, now you're really going down the. <laughs> well, I'm thing, I... <laughs> really going down the well here. Uh, Retired guy, yeah. Man, I can't. 
Just because I want no. something interesting to happen. Like, oh what, man, you want them to sign Kaepernick? Like, what? No, 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 no. I don't want. I'm not talking about them signing someone. Actually, I'm, as much as I am, like them acquiring like somebody else's backup, just to be like, yeah, I think this guy's better. Like, oh man, what if you guys traded for Fields? But that would do nothing. Like that would be the same situation they're in with Wilson. What? If, I feel like he could be. Really, you don't think Fields is a little bit better than Wilson? He can run. That's the difference. Right, so he could do something. Yeah, but that's not going to help. Get creative, get creative, Mister uh, Mister uh, Hackett. That's not going to help. Uh, I mean, I there's just, just... I, man. Where's the good backup quarterbacks? There really aren't any. I mean, Colt McCoy is is a, literally a free agent, and he I thought he is was he a the good best backup, option. Really? But yeah, I mean, there are guys they could sign, but I don't know. It, to me, like I said, when Aaron, they put all their their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket and it blew up in their face. Like it always does. So I'm good. I'm good now. Whatever happens this season is gravy for me. I don't, if they make the playoffs great, if they don't, that's fine too. I hope, I hope Zach develops a little bit. That's the only thing I hope. So. But you're, you're you're still there watching your rah, rah. And you know, you got your, of course I'm a fan. I'm going to watch. You still watch the Yankees. Right. Oh, do you, have you have you have you heard like I'm not watching this team anymore? Like all, like, all the guys on the radio are crazy. They all drop. Was like I'm. Just, <laughs> I watched last night's game. Judge had a crazy game. Like you know, like yeah, if you're a fan, you watch. That's all I got. Yeah. I got one more week until uh, until spring training. Like that's literally where I'm at, man. You know, well, from Yankees baseball, I still have a whole month of playoff baseball. So I will at least there'll be nothing but good baseball. <laughs> Watch for the month of October. Everyone who knows how to actually play the game will, will be there. Well, who's the guy who pitched last night though? He's he Weaver. Yeah, just some guys called up. I guess I don't know. I've been. I love been, that. I was re- I was impressed with Florial. Florial played. I know he got thrown out of third, but I hope Florial played a good. Has been playing well. Pros been playing. I honestly think if the Yankees do anything, they should just let all the kids stay up, including Florial. Let them battle it out for left field, and in the meantime, you know, figure out what you're going to do in center field. That's really it. Whether it's sign Bellinger because then he can play first base because you don't know about Rizzo or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I think they let the kids battle out in center field and uh, left field, and figure out what you want to do in center because Dominguez will be back at some point. Yeah, yeah let Judge play center field until Dominguez gets back. He'll be back next year at some point. Yeah. So. And yeah. let Stanton play right field. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> and if he pulls his, breaks oh, his leg, he breaks his goddamn leg. I got nothing to tell you, dude. He's he's been he's terrible. He's having a bad year. Yeah, not bad. Terrible. <laughs> he's having a bad year. It's a bad year, dude. He's batting like one ninety one or something like that. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. that's it's not a, bad. That's terrible. It's, it's, it's not a good year. When you're but, a former MVP. And almost, what, he had, what, 56 home runs? 58 home runs? How many did he hit? 59. 59? Yeah, like. Yeah, oh, he's, he's hit 25. He's missed some games. He's not judged. But, yeah, like, you know, he's not out of his Always games. That's the problem. I'm yeah, done. Well, you, I'm but, done with you know, you, all right. And if they can fine. move him, then move him. Well, they That's, can't, so. I know. It's tough. Stan's here. And I, I've just accepted it. Stan's here. Because uh, you know what? He'll always have a good at-bat in the playoffs. He'll always hit a big home run in the postseason. He made how many strike... more years is his contract? Like five. Jesus Christ, that's a long time. Holy crap! He's been here for a while. Great. <laughs> Jeffrey Loria came up with that idea. <laughs> I don't know what they could do. And I mean, that's I hope ball, I hope I want to visit Miami. I hope he rededicates himself and has a good off. Like I, he's, I, I don't think it's not him trying or needing to rededicate. I just think he's having a, a very bad year. Well, he said it. He said he needs to do something different. Well, I'm glad he's trying. I'm glad he's, you know, I'm glad he's not one of these stubborn guys who's like, no, I don't want to do this. He's like, I'm going to figure this out. So it's going to have to become that. more um, flexible and less muscular. That's what he's going to have to do. Sure. I'm yeah. sure it, it's easy to lose muscle. I feel like you don't just don't do anything. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on vacation. Well, no, no. I mean, the type of muscle, right? That's don't the, lift he, weights. Don't lift heavy weights. Yeah, he needs to. Yeah, he needs to definitely change how he's lifting. 
So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. From yeah, Eric Holzman, personal trainer. It's been a rough. I mean, I don't look it, but I, I've, I've done a good You're share. Of li- yeah, I've done a good yeah. share of lifting He's in my got life, six. so I do know a little something about it. Uh, he slept but, with at least four personal trainers. Oh Jesus! Here we go again. <sighs> God. Anyway, hey, your sexcapades are some people's wet dreams. It's time to go. <laughs> It's time It's time to put a bow on this one. All right. So, Pete, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, uh, Threads, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform video at Pete Illustrated. If you want to follow this podcast, the podcast listening to right now, check it out at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Instagram's been a little inactive. That's my fault. I forgot about it. Sorry, guys. Um, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both. Uh, my uh, other podcast, my Spider-Man show, Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast, at Italians for Spidey. Check that out. Uh, Batman on Film podcast, Batman on Film YouTube, Batman on Film.com. I'm all over that website. I, I basically dominate Batman on Film these days. My name's all over the front page. It's a glorious, glorious thing. I've, I've done it. I've reached the pinnacle of fanboy mountains. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shut up, Holzman. Let me enjoy my moment. Go ahead. Uh, and I think that covers everything on to Holzimon. Yes, yes. Thank you, Pete. Of course, on Twitter, finally 33, spell finale 33. As Pete mentioned, the, the show handle, at straight underscore O underscore G. We both monitor that, so you can find us there if you so choose. Uh, where else? Oh, my, yes, my New York Knicks weekly show. I do every weekly live stream every Wednesday night at 8.30. It's been almost every other week now because it's been slow in the last month and a half, so we've kind of been... Um, doing a show every other week but once the season begins we will start doing every week again you can find it's at it's called all nicked up on twitter at all underscore nicked underscore up you can find us on youtube facebook live twitter itself uh x it's x i forgot yeah i know i'm, I'm never gonna be able to not call it twitter x sounds stupid right <laughs> so yeah so just check uh check out the show again if you're fans of the new york knicks or if you're even if you're just a fan of basketball uh we talk about the nba in general so if you're a fan of holzman yeah, if you're a fan of me too, you can check me you've out over there. Fans. You've I don't got know. Fans. Yeah, I don't know how many fans. They listen to this show. You've got fans. <laughs> That's true. The people who listen to this show, and I'm sure there are Nick fans among you. So definitely come check it out uh, if you uh, if you want to. If you want to, you know, hear us talk about basketball. It's a fun, fun little show. Uh, we're changing things up a little bit, adding a couple new elements to it. But um, it should be a little. It should be interesting going forward. Uh, anything else I want to talk about? No. That leaks American Idol audition. I think we're no, good. No. Okay. All right. That's it. Eric's done. Time to go home. Time to pack it up. I don't even, dude. I don't even have. I, they don't give you a copy of the audition. They didn't give you a copy of the audition. So you're gonna have to redo it. You're gonna have to reenact. No. Da, 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 it was a day da, like this, da, da, by the way. Was a day like this. It was a rainy day in Long Island. No, I was right in Chicago. Chicago. I was in, Sol- I was in Soldier Field in Chicago. And Daddy, but was Daddy Bats out there? Daddy Bats was not there. Nico Did was like met- five, so he couldn't have been there. Wow! So you kidnapped Nico and brought him to the American Idol audition. He could not have been there. Zeddy, no Zeddy either. No, uh, neither right. of them could have been there. They weren't there. They were in school, learning preschool. somewhere in chicago nico was playing with blocks while eric was singing kiss from a rose at soldier field i did not sing was it the 50 yard line no no were you in the end zone they had it no it was on the sidelines so they had the everything set up on both sidelines um and then they had like little stations where you basically went out you you gave them like 30 30 seconds of a song and it's yes or no and Have i they, got past that one i did get to the second part then you sit you sing in front of the um the um executive producers of the show Ooh. and yeah i didn't get past that part did, so you so, bet simon cowell he would have been next Oh, so you okay? So you okay? You didn't even get to him. So he was the third level. Yeah, him, Paula, and Randy at the time with the original three, they would have been next. Wow! So you made it to the conference finals. Yeah, I well, I guess actually no. That's the the 
quarterfinals because conference finals would be that, and then I guess the finals would be the show. Well, no, I got to the the semifinals because after that, those three okay. decided whether you went to Hollywood or not. So yeah, it was the that oh, was okay. the semifinals. So you were in the semifinal. Wow, semifinalist, yeah. Eric Holt. So yeah, I mean, it was a cool experience. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, but. Yeah, didn't get didn't get on the show. Unfortunately, I was hoping just to get to the part where you sing in front of the judges, like those three judges. But you were gonna stare down Paula, weren't you? Didn't. I was just gonna go out there and sing. You were just gonna go. I'm gonna go out there. And it's gonna be just that extra, was it. Extra Holzimon. This is pre Holzimon days. This is not. Whoa, pre Holzimon. <laughs> this is this is before that. This is before. Whoa. So this is like Holzimon. this is like Jockwalad. Jockwellhead? What? Yeah, you're like half jock. You're like you're in your jock phase. I guess. No, this was after that too. It was after my my athletic playing days and before Holzy Bob. So yeah. So it's, oh, this is your uh, frat boy days then. I guess. Yeah. That's what it seems like. All right. Let's shut it down. I thought we did. Oh, we're still recording. Okay. I thought this was <laughs> No, we're still recording. Everyone's going to hear yeah. this now. So That's my, okay. This is the epilogue. Yes. Yes. All right. So unless you have anything else. That ooxus. All right. <laughs> so for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. We'll see you next time. Booyah.